Guess what? I think I'm an idiot. I think that whole portion did record solely on the laptop. Because I looked into the preference and it was saying, like, default input, you know, like, built-in microphone. And now I've selected Yeti X, which is a huge disappointment to me. Because imagine you spent, you know, not a ton of money, but a good, at least $100 on a microphone. And then you sit around thinking you're talking into it for an hour and a half just to <laughs> discover. By the way, this is all going into episode two, or part two. Wow, it got really dark after you turned that light off. Uh, Wait, just well, to find we, out this we, microphone was sitting around and was not getting any audio. Yeah. Haven't we used this one before, though? We have, but I guess I forgot to actually set it up. Let's hear how it sounds so much different with the... Oh, gosh, I hope it sounds different with a microphone. What a way to start part two. <laughs> then with uh, realizing your life's a lie and nothing really matters. Also, we're getting some nice cheesecake action over here. Mm. With Trent biting into a tasty-looking cheesecake. Thought I'd have myself a little, uh, little snack. A little snack. A little snack. That also happened to be your breakfast this morning, Trent. You don't need to... <laughs> I don't tell you how to live your life. I'm just trying to think of things to say, because <laughs> I'm on a podcast. That's fair. No, it looks it was my It was my birthday the other day, and I'm going to treat myself. There you go. Treat yourself. Hmm. <sighs> I'm just still mad at myself. <laughs> I mean... I, we could still hear all of us. I so purposely it's, it's try to make this bad. But I also want to like at least make it sound good. Yeah, you want it to you want it to be a choice. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, it gives this podcast character. Mm, that's right. For anyone who's listened to that last episode and decided mm, I'm going to wait a month to listen to the next one, we are currently ranking the MCU as the definitive ranking. Although we disagree with some of the choices, who are we to say? You know, again, this is the definitive ranking. We can't complain anymore. Given the history of this podcast, they may not have a choice on waiting a month to listen to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, what we did we did the last one. Having content on hand does not always equal publishing it. <laughs> I've had. A have, have the pictures gone out for our last episode yet? I've, I finally put them up last okay, night. Okay. Okay. Uh, so to give context to you, Trent, uh, we've done several times we've recorded episodes, and I I sit on them for about a month. Very nice. Because I tell myself, oh, I'll get around to editing it. Which editing just means I kind of listen through, make sure nothing sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. And make put, sure no national secrets have been leaked. I put on our little intro at the beginning, which is like a little guitar twang, which Which is funny, because I did that on my guitar. So actually, that's that's me playing guitar in that little scene. And I we try to do like an after credits kind of thing like that. One time, oh, we, yeah. one time we did like an extra fifteen minutes. That was like an extra episode. I try to recreate it and like make it kind of jazzier, and I realized I have no idea how I played that. <laughs> like I have no idea what I did. I can't recreate it. Oh no! <laughs> well, you still have the recording, right? I have the recording, but like as I was trying to like play it like in a slightly different way, I'm like, how the hell did I play that? <laughs> what was I? You know doing? what we should do? We What's should uh, since we're recording these both on the same day. And I guess, listener, you can see if we actually followed through with this or not. Um, but we should add a little thing, a little end scene, given that it's a Marvel episode, to the last one. And just say, like, Trent will be back in another episode. Or something like that. 
That'd be pretty good. I'll, I'll right, see, what, we'll I'll, I'll see yeah. what we can do. Trent will, will return. Question mark? Uh, but yeah, again, ranking the MCU. Uh, if you've just finished listening to the last one, you heard our current ranking, but in case you didn't, here we go again. We got <laughs> Thor the Dark Thor at the bottom, followed by Incredible Hulk Thor the First Thor, Iron Man 2 Electric Boogaloo, Captain America the First Avenger, Avengers Age of Ultron, in parentheses, should be higher on the list, <laughs> Iron Man 3, Iron Man's Back, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxies, Avengers, and then sitting prettily at the top of the moment is Captain America Winter Soldier, which we are about to follow up with its sequel, Captain America Civil War, as I decide where I think it belongs. Will it be dethroned? I go back and forth on this one in that it was one of those watching at the time like that's it that's the best Marvel movie because it's got so many characters and it's in the same boat of like Age of Ultron where they all get something to do at least well I'm going to take that back it's again it's more Captain America's movie so there's a lot of more characters that are kind of there as cameos but they do what they need to do and they do it well uh, and I like the plot of it but sometimes I go back and forth I'm like is it just kind of mindless action with a little bit of plot so I'm trying to think where I think this belongs in the list. I want to hear what you guys think, if you think it's better or worse than the uh, this movie lower or top tier. This movie causes a civil war in my brain. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Um, because there, there are a lot of things that I really like about it. Okay, so we're on the same boat, I guess. Yeah. Like, I was really psyched about um, Spider-Man being introduced. That was cool. Seeing... Superheroes fight each other is always cool. And it is, that is a really interesting, if not original, um, thought experiment of like, how, what are the ethics of like allowing superheroes to operate outside of um, oversight? Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, I, what big hang up for me is this should have been an Avengers movie. I don't know why it was a Captain America movie. Um, and they also never really answer the like nobody really wins it's just like and they never answer the question well that's maybe that's the point of the movie is they all lose because the whole yeah and also like that it's i have a hard time believing that a regular guy was able to destroy the avengers from the inside out when ultron who had all the information that ever existed about all of them wasn't able to do that and it's like his motivation is like if we want to go down that route you could have it be where, you know, Ultron attacks them for more of a public stance. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Zemo does it more, like, on a personal level. Yeah. Where he's not, you know, making them the villains in the public eye and, like, you know, making them destroy some town in Africa like they do in, you know, Avengers Age of Ultron. Where this, it's like, hey, I'm going to make it personal. Captain America's best friend killed your parents, Tony. And Captain America kind of knew about it but didn't tell you. And so I'm going to make you no longer be able to even function as a team. Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of imperative that the Avengers all have lost and are now, like, separated. So it sets up Infinity War where the three main characters never are in the same room until, like, the very end. And even then, Mm -hmm. only two of them are. This actually does have far-reaching effects, both forward and it's pulling a lot of stuff from previous ones. It's, like, one of maybe one of the most connected movies um like with just effect wise like Mm. the effect it had on other things the way i see it 
is this movie try this movie succeeded in doing what Age of Ultron tried to do mm. in that it had a bunch they both have a bunch of characters mm-hmm. they both have is this uh, the first Black Panther one too yeah this is oh, they wow. both set up a bunch of movies and by you know like you know because this one introduces Black Panther and Spider-Man and also like introduces the conflict of like the Avengers being separated um, like the Beatles? <laughs> like the Beatles? Uh, <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, I think the villain is more interesting, and I think the story is more well told, and I think, uh, like the character work is better. Mm. Like, when I watch Age of Ultron, I'm like, I don't know, there's just something... It's one of those things where it's like you're watching, you're like, something's missing. I can't quite place what it is, but something's missing. And when I watch Civil War, I'm like, this feels like a complete movie, and it's very engaging, and the action's fun, and like the character yeah. work is the the character work and the character drama is very well executed. One thing I will say, um, in defense of all of the Avengers movies, I think all of them, is, is that this one included, or this one included, is that. I feel like it would have been so easy for them to say, here's our team of Avengers, they're fighting this this intergalactic threat. Okay, they beat them. Oh no, here's another big threat. Let's just beat them. Alright, cool, fun movie. Oh no, here's another big threat, let's beat them. And it's just like, you just choose your villains that would require a team of heroes, but a lot of the MCU movies are like, like Age of Ultron would not have happened without the first Avengers because Iron Man was like having PTSD about all these mm-hmm. aliens coming in and he's like we need to put a suit of armor around the world and then this movie would not have happened without Age of Ultron because oh my gosh the superheroes were directly involved with a city full of people falling out of the sky and a lot of casualties and then obviously Endgame and and Infinity War are pretty connected too but it's just like they each Mm -hmm. kind of logically come out of the previous one which is really cool okay Uh, I am going to A you know acknowledge the fact that Age of Ultron is lower than it should be but I'm going to place this above it although I disagree and also just wanted to come back to what Trent said and that everything is fundamentally wrong but I appreciate your opinion (laughs) Uh, but I'll say this is doesn't sit right with me being under Ant-Man, so I'm going to say above Ant-Man, but still below Iron Man. Okay. I would argue to put it hard to put it higher, but higher than Iron Man. How much yeah. higher than Iron Man? I would say maybe at least higher than Iron Man. One up. At least one up Iron Man, but I'm going to assume Iron Trent, you're probably going to stay on the same boat since you still have yet to actually watch Iron Man. I'm Noah, but uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing happened. Do in we school. look alike or something? No, or I'm just I'm having an aneurysm. Uh, the same thing happened in school, but it was always Trent. Not Trent. It was I did it again. It was always Noah and Connor. <laughs> I would always get Noah and Connor, my two graphic design. Like we were the three guys in that class mm-hmm. in a predominantly female school. And like we that were, the, ratio. we were the three guys nice. in that major, and we'd hang out a bunch. And I constantly called Connor Noah, and I called Noah Connor, or the other way around. And Fisk called me um, 
Uh, Trevor? Uh, Travis. Travis. Yeah, because there was another guy who I remember. That's one of the pros of being me is no one confuses me for anybody. That's right. I am one of a kind, baby. Uh, but yeah, I guess Captain America Civil War below Ant-Man and ab- uh, above Ant-Man and Trent, not Trent, Noah, mm-hmm. are you wanting to put it above Iron Man? Because if that's what the council says, the council gets it. I mean, I kind of want to, but I've also done this so many times. Um, it's Hey, this is the definitive ranking. There's can't also be something fickle. that just feels so wrong about having Iron Man just keep going lower and lower on the list. Yeah. Because Iron Man is but fantastic. But it's also like Iron Man is in Captain America Civil War. Well, you, it's can't, like Iron you Man can't make plus. that argument. It's, Iron Man plus. It's not like him being in the movie makes it better. It's just... Oh, oh. I would beg to differ. There's, you know, they're in they're distinct packages from one another, and yeah. you know, one may be more enjoyable than the other. Yeah. Well, they all both have their great elements, but again, that's not the I, point. The point is, this is bloodthirsty discussion. In an effort to 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 not just keep bumping down Iron Man just because I don't have a good memory of it, I will allow Civil War to remain where it is, below Iron Man and above Ant Man. All right. That being said, this was a man. I should have like timed these beforehand so I got the ones I wanted. Because mm. what are you doing? You can't, wait, let me see that. I cannot touch these. Are we in phase three, by the way? This goes. We are in phase three. Okay, good Civil to know. War was the first one, and this is one that you've heard me talk several times about, and that I have a very distinct place in mind for this movie. Ooh. And I hope you. Can at least get I actually close to just it. watched it recently, so this movie I is Doctor something. Strange. Yeah, uh, Doctor Strange. Know what? Strange movie. Um, it's it's your turn. Doctor Strange was very short, a lot shorter than I expected it to be. How long was it? I want to say it was like just over an hour. You're saying that's a bad. That is not. It was true. not that short. I am looking. How long up was it? Doctor Strange runtime. That's like barely a movie. I know. That's a long episode. That's less... It's an hour 55 minutes, so it's just shy of two. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, if it's just over an hour, that's I was probably thinking an hour and some change, and, but okay. Okay. So, All right, so it's a, it's got a decent length, I guess. You see, that's just how good it is, is you, you feel like it's so much shorter. You want so much more. I... Yeah. Um... I don't, I don't feel very qualified to, um, to talk about this movie very much, because I just... For no Can other reason, in? for no other reason than Doctor Strange is not a very compelling character to me, I just it didn't like love it. I'm gonna. I feel really bad that I just call people objectively wrong, but you are objectively wrong, my friend. I feel like Doc Doctor Strange again. As I said, I have a definitive place. This is a hundred percent for me, at the top of the list. At this time, if not, for the rest of this list, Doctor Strange is you know his whole like. His Dang movie. It, I was going to add this to my list and I didn't, so I can't check it <laughs> off. But I know that you love Doctor Strange. This is this one has, I feel like, the best internal character conflict as well as, I wouldn't say best external, but just like an internal conflict of like Doctor Strange's character is very mm-hmm. much in the same lane of Tony Stark where he's just like, you know, self-interested, you know. He does what's best for him. And I feel like this does slightly better than Iron Man in the sense like Iron Man like he comes to that, you know, realization himself where he's like, hey, I was self-absorbed, but I am changing my ways now for the better. 
Or in this one, it's like, you know, Doctor Strange, his whole conflict is he's the best surgeon there is. Stuff happens with his hands. They're damaged. He's now trying to find a way to fix his hands. Mm -hmm. And he turns to this, you know, school of sorcerers to find a way to fix his hands. You know, his whole, like, he is continually, you know, motivated by the self until finally, like, in one of my favorite MCU scenes, like, he has this conversation with, you know, this other fellow sorcerer, uh, Mordo, and he's talking about how he had just, you know, Doctor Strange just got in a fight with this other, you know, bad sorcerer, and, like, he just killed him, and he's freaking out, like, I've just killed a man, I made a vow, I'd never do that. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, Mordo's, like, talking him down, like, no, you've only, like, you don't live to save lives, you live to save your own life, you know, you don't take risks with risky surgeries because you don't want to ruin your track record you like have only ever cared about yourself and like mm -hmm. that's sort of like a like i love that scene and i love that turning point in himself so like i feel like it's got great internal you know motivation and characterization of someone going from you know kind of that thor route where mm -hmm. you know he's he has this arrogance he's brought down a peg and you know learns to not just save himself but save the world and it also has in my opinion the best like at least visual fights like that whole mirror world fight or mirror dimension where oh, it's that like cool. yeah, Arians moving around all that stuff is great and then the final fight where it's like time is moving backwards they're fighting while like everything's going like fixing itself and then it does a complete 180 and it's like now he's like fighting you know the whatever more what's the guy's name Dormammu, Dormammu. and it's like he only fights him by like with this like kind of trick with time and like yeah makes him experience time by dying over and over again and like i love just it's a creative fight at the end best internal stuff great visuals it's Man. one of the last where it's like still has that kind of gray tinge to it because guardians 2 which was the next one like yeah. it, it started to become more colorful yeah. i would argue that dr strange is where it started getting more colorful at times. Is, is this one had, a little bit about this still had that gray tinge to it that you guys were talking about with age of ultron it's not until the next one like Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming, where they were like finally like, all right, let's make it more colorful in Thor Ragnarok. You know what I would, I wish we could see, and there's probably no way this is happening, especially now, but I would have loved to see uh, Christopher Nolan's take on Doctor Strange because I feel like he could have done some really mind-bending <laughs> stuff. Mister Time Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Christopher Nolan, and I think that's just to the arrogance of some film directors would stoop to doing an MCU movie because they're too pop culture. I think. Yeah, probably not. I think um, I'm I mean, excited. Christopher Nolan did Batman, so I don't think it's really beyond him. That's fair. I don't know. Just yeah. I'm excited with some of the director choices they're making now, with like Taika Waititi, Sam Raimi, oh, well. James Gunn, and Raimi has yet to impress me. Um, we'll get it later. But I know ugh. it's your choice. But I'm gonna say top of the list for me. Oh top wow! Of the, oh wow! That is. 100%. I think that it. I feel like it's a good Doctor Strange movie, but. I, I don't know if it's a great movie. I think like, it's definitely one of the better Marvel movies. And I would really? place it like in really high up there, but I would not say it's the best one. I would. I like Benedict not, Cumberbatch. He's awesome. Yeah, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I did not walk out of that movie thinking I had just seen one of the best Marvel movies yeah. ever. It's just so much less grounded than all the other movies so far. And I feel like this is the point where they were like, okay, everybody's on board. We can do whatever we want. And I kind of liked it when they tried to make it feel almost like it could happen in the real world, but this is like so far from anything that we, I don't know, I guess Thor is a little bit, but this was just, 
straight up comic book stuff. You mean I think well, that's great. What these movies are supposed to be? Well, these mo- if you want what comic these books, are from? read comic books. We I want comic books. We want what if the comic book characters existed in our world? And that's, this is adding the mystic arts to that. I I suppose I disagree with that. I I like the idea that it's just like mind bending and wacky and like going crazy. Well, here's yeah. the thing as well. If you always stick grounded to stuff, it's gonna get stagnant. This is like adding another element to that world. I guess. I the, maybe my problem is not so much with this movie as I feel like lately in some of the in some of the more recent movies and shows they've tried to build out the world in so many different directions it's just like I kind of wish they would just I feel like the world needs to have some boundaries and the right now it doesn't feel like it has them at all mm. and it feels like some of the things that they are bringing into the Marvel world would logically be like conflicting with each other or at least not exist so isolated it's like i don't know we can get to it later but while we're suffice on this, to say dr strange was not my favorite um but it especially it, it i'm sure it is also because people love it so much i was expecting good things from it when i watched it and then i was like eh, when i finished it you have the piece of paper really low on the bottom of the list right now, and it's making me really worried you're going to <laughs> I put mean, it in a completely wrong you're gonna, spot. If I had to, if I had to choose, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I feel like at some point, like with each movie, we should say like where we would put it on the list. Oh so yeah, can, I think like, I was supposed to do that early on. Sorry, I'd put it under Captain America, but I know I, y'all are not going to stand. I put it, strongly disagree. I'd put it under Ant Man. That's where I would put it between Iron Man three and Ant Man. All right, if we're making compromises here, right. I'd say above Iron Man, below Guardians. That's Whoa. too high in my opinion. Above it's too Civil low. War? That's too high. It's above too Ant-Man? low. I think it's too high. Yes, above Ant-Man, 100%. I would watch Ant-Man over Doctor Strange every time. Would, Here's the thing. I you would, also would, would watch well. the Star Wars sequels above the other Star Wars movies. Uh, this is not a Star Wars podcast. It's you're not, correct, but, but I just I need to point out the fact that your <laughs> view of movies is objectively wrong. Okay, then, well, you <laughs> I, I feel like this I'm, one. This one's getting a lot of. We can't. We can't get from two us. episodes into a show about ranking movies, only to discredit <laughs> one of the hosts' ability to rank movies. Here's the thing. This uh, obviously, I'm hated about this one. I can take a Age of Ultron being low. I cannot take Doctor Strange being a below <laughs> Ant Man. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'd be willing to put it above Ant Man. All but right. that's pretty well, much as far as I'll the, go. As the votes have it, you guys don't. Know I guess it's going ab- above Ant Man. Is it Civil War? What do you think? I'd be willing to go Civil War above, above Civil above War. Above Civil War? No, I'll, I'll I take wouldn't. It. Absolutely not go above Iron Man. All right. I absolutely would. All right. This is this all- is. This is my first big hang-up of the list, so I feel like <laughs> this far into honestly, it, we're doing pretty good. Honestly, same, but. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm the other direction. This is way too low for Doctor Strange, guys. <laughs> That's so funny. You okay. guys have gotten away with murder here. Also, can I have those scissors? The Iron Man card is so big. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Trent, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We're two movies in. We're 20 minutes into this second part. Let's go. Hmm. So I know I said this earlier, that oh. I would put Guardians of the Galaxy above, or Volume 2 above Volume 1. But now I'm, I'm not so sure. Oh? Um, I'd put it above Iron Man. 
But now I'm just thinking about the first movie versus the second movie now. Can I give my two cents here? Although I know I'm going to give it regardless. Yes. All right. So getting down to movies here, you have two kinds of plots. You have plot-driven plots, and you have character-driven plots. The Mm. first one is strictly plot-driven. There is an orb. People want it. The Guardians come together to get that orb. The second Guardians of the Galaxy movie is solely about character-driven. The Guardians of the Galaxy are doing their thing. Star-Lord's father shows up, and now there's this kind of rift of, like, you know, real family versus found family. And, you know, kind of deals with them, like, discovering what they are as a group, basically. And I feel like, again, I enjoy the first one. It's a fun romp. But I feel like this one kind of really dives into, like, a lot of more emotional stuff. And if you couldn't tell... I really like character-driven stuff. And I feel like this one definitely does the character-driven stuff better than the first one. I feel like it has another great soundtrack as well, which mm-hmm. was your big you know, point for the first one. And I just... its This is, again, the point where Marvel has finally decided, okay, everything is going to be much more colorful now. We're getting rid of that kind of gray, realistic tint that we've been doing to... Until, you know, Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. So it's got great visuals... Again, I love the character stuff. And, like, you know, Yondu's, like, funeral. Like, I see that. I tear up. Yeah. You know what? They didn't pull punches in this movie. I think you've won me over. Yes. I will put it above volume one. Noah, any... do, you have any, do you have any two cents that you'd like to give? Uh... These movies kind of run together for me, honestly. I'm trying to remember what scenes are from what movie. Okay, um... run scenes, and I'll let you know which one's in which. Um, is the whole you're talking about like character moments is the whole thing with um, with Rocket Raccoon kind of like breaking down and talking about like just sort of some of his trauma of just how he came to exist is that in the first one or the it second depends one? he's kind of gotten in both ones a little bit of both because okay. in the first one he's got that scene where like he kind of they have that little fight in the bar and like uh-huh. he's talking about oh he's laughing at me because he yeah. said I'm vermin or whatnot. In the second one, you know, he kind of has that moment with Yondu where it's like, you know, he questions, does he really belong in a family? Because, you know, he's done so much wrong and how could he ever, you know, redeem himself and that kind of stuff. Rocket getting real gets me in every time they do it. It's and they so got good. it in both ones. And yeah. I think they're actually probably going to focus a lot of that in the third one, which I'm oh, wow. really looking forward to. Um, what is, I'm trying to remember... There is a lot to like in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Volume Two for sure. They've got that I think fun I little arrow scene where like Yondu takes that arrow scene yeah. is an MCU classic right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The opening scene too is amazing with the that ELO song. Um, I would generally watch the first one more, but I'm willing to allow it. They're so close. I'm I'm fine with two being above above one. Mm-hmm. All right. Spider-Man Homecoming. Hmm. Spider-Man. It's a fun film. It's got some... It's my least favorite iteration of Spider-Man, because I'm a big... Actually, I don't know. I'm a big advocate for Andrew Garfield. Tobey Maguire is just, you know, comfort food, because, like, I remember watching the first movie, like, when I was, like, sick at home in elementary school, or mm-hmm. just, you know, it was something I watched a bunch as a kid, because we didn't have all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so unfortunately it has that to live up to, but it was a good time, had a lot of fun with it. 
think my big contender with the list is I would honestly put Ant-Man lower than some of the stuff. So I might put this below Civil War, above Ant-Man. You know, it's a fun romp. Spider-Man, you know, learns some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's some character. That, for me, is obviously a big yeah. contender. I feel like you're movies. holding back. I don't think you really like Homecoming. No, I enjoy it. I think my pro- last time I watched it, I think I just had Spider-Man fatigue because we had gone like okay. back to back. That like, is fair. We yeah. watched, you know, from Tobey Maguire through Andrew Garfield to this, and I kind of felt a little Spider-Man fatigue at the time. Well, one of and my, I was also tired when we watched it. One of my Marvel Kenny Bingo items was that Tom Holland is overhyped and not a good Peter Parker, <laughs> and so you didn't say it in as many words, but, but we we got the gist. I feel like that is a little check mark. <laughs> I. All right, I'm going to say above Ant-Man, below Civil War. So, I would argue to put it higher. Oh. When I saw this movie, I had a... I know I, I know I say this for a lot of Marvel movies, but I had a blast watching it. Mm-hmm. I really like Tom Holland as Peter Parker. I think he's yeah. perfect in the role. And, you know, he's got that, like, childishness, but he's also, like, hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like... It's one of the funniest Marvel movies. Like, I was laughing so hard at so many points. And the villain is awesome. The villain's great. Um, and I think it's it offers, like, a unique twist to the whole Spider-Man thing. Like, yeah. with all, like, the yeah. tech assistance and everything. Which, which got yeah. a little old after a while. But I liked, I liked it when it was in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely... I personally would probably rank it above Iron Man. I think here's what it's I'm gonna say. Tr- I'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. I was just gonna say, boom, above Iron Man. I yeah. refuse to put this one above Doctor Strange. But <laughs> but continue. Yeah, I if we're if we're like just going off on like the amount of fun I had watching this, mm-hmm. like I thought I just had a blast watching it, and I would go back and like I've watched it more than once and like it doesn't the excitement doesn't go away it's still just like a really fun watch man the twist in that movie the twist when he opens the door and sees um uh the vulture vulture. as as her dad I was like blown away it's good and that conversation in the car how tense it is it's crazy um yeah I agree that it is, in my opinion, the best live-action Spider-Man. And I think that after two Spider-Man reboots, you have to do something different. And so I don't really have a problem with not seeing Uncle Ben die. And I I like that he's got Ned to kind of bounce things off of. It kind of makes it... You don't have to do the awkward sort of like talking to yourself thing as much and sort of quips that are maybe a very Spider-Man thing, but... It, it, sometimes it's not done very well. You see, and I, I think it's... Think, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, but I think what's, like, interesting slash kind of hard to, like, judge this movie properly mm-hmm. is, like, having those previous iterations where it's, like, you go from kind of the essence of Spider-Man, which is, you know, like, being Spider-Man isn't supposed to be fun. It's, like, you have, you know, you have a whole life you're supposed to be doing, and, like, his life, as hard as it is, you know, he's got to fight for everything that he needs slash wants. But at the same time, you know, he has to also, he's got these powers, and his whole gist is, because he can do this stuff, you know, he's got an obligation to do this stuff for the little guy. And, uh-huh. like, I don't know, just seeing, like, the first, like, Andrew and Toby's movies are, like, all about that, like, 
unglamorousness of like, oh, he's a superhero, but you know, there's so much cost of that, which like this movie just kind of completely glosses over. And I think we're getting that fixed with like the end of No Way Home, which again is the third Spider movie, which these movies are named terribly. I don't really see that as a problem with like that it doesn't highlight the unglamorousness because we've already had five Spider Man movies to do that. I think it's I think it's great that we have a Spider-Man movie that just like is like very lighthearted and fun and I think it's cool it how they how they brought Spider-Man into like he feels much more like if, if Spider-Man happened today, you know? He also feels much more like a teenager. Yeah. Like and it's like the bully character is like correct me if I'm wrong cuz I was homeschooled, but I <laughs> I don't think that there are a lot of people in schools who are literally going around like as football players like just beating up other kids it's more like like cyberbullying is like the big thing now and it and just being a general uh i'm not going to curse uh general <laughs> jerk to <laughs> to people good, i don't know good like, lord noah <laughs> no um I need those words up. out of your mouth <laughs> i made a joke a minute ago that i bullied people i did not i want that on yeah. the record um and then, like, He's his lying. aunt being a reasonable age makes much more sense. And You just think Marissa Tomei is hot. Which, I love which, her. No, which, is, uh, which is fair. Honestly, in those movies, she just kind of looks okay. Um, you, that is blasphemy, my friend. My bad. That is... Mm. I think now, it was now, kind of interesting Now, Christine Palmer is. from Doctor Strange. Uh, Woo! Uh, uh. <laughs> Anyway, I, there's a lot that I like about this iteration side of, of Spider-Man. <laughs> Alright, well... So, I would put him very high. I actively would say above Civil War, below Doctor Strange, but I feel like you guys have the right to veto that and say but above. I would actively disagree, but this list is already wrong as is. I have to, yeah, I have to be blind feel to... feel a little hostility here. There is. The, yeah. <laughs> The fact that Ant-Man is as low as it is and Doctor Strange is as high, I'm just ignoring those when I'm placing these because those are both wrong. But um, <laughs> I would definitely place it maybe just below Guardians of the Galaxy. Above Iron Man. That's where I would place it as well. I'm going to say below Iron Man. I'll be willing to go below Iron Man. I won't go below Doctor Strange. So, this is way too high as is, but whatever. Oh, man. This definitively right list is definitively wrong. I'm also, but we I'm can't continually argue. blown away by how convincing of an American accent Tom Holland has. He does a great American accent. Here's the thing. British people can do very good American accents. Americans can't do very good British accents. That's mm-hmm. also true. All right. Trent. Not trying. I did it again. Gosh darn it. <laughs> no, <Good> Lord. <laughs> I need help. Thor Ragnarok. Let us know about this movie. Ooh, fantastic. Um, this was Taika Waititi's debut into the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. and I am here for it. It's amazing. It's really funny. Um, sometimes to its detriment. There are a few moments that would have been cool if they didn't immediately pull out and turn it into a gag. Like Hulk jumping onto the onto the Rainbow Road and like Rainbow just, Road or what's it called? The, the Rainbow Bridge. Rainbow Bridge. But still, I don't know. It's kind of funny, just Mario Kart. But yeah, go yeah, on. yeah. Um, and then just like hitting the ground, like it would have been pretty awesome if if Hulk actually like helped out. 
And there were just a lot of moments like that where he didn't. He did. I. He ended up helping out, but it's they would build up to you see, cool moments and then kind of destroy the momentum with a gag sometimes. Here's the thing. I see where you come from, like, in the end, when they have that whole bit with, like, on the spaceship and, like, the foundation's still there. We can rebuild. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it immediately gets blown up. And it's right. like, oh, the foundation's gone. Like, it's played as a joke. And, like, that's a pretty emotional moment. Like, you know, everyone's yeah, home agree, there yeah. has been destroyed. But yeah, That's a classic example of Marvel undercutting dramatic moments with jokes. But I'm also dredging the bottom of criticisms here because I love this movie. I was also going to say, I absolutely here's the thing. love Thor Ragnarok. The Hulk moment where he jumps on the bridge and looks like he's dead, that is hands down the best joke in the MCU. <laughs> You cannot say that's a detriment. I died laughing the first time it happened, and the next two times I watched that movie. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. I think, the way I see it, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon brought to life. Uh Uh-huh. Because, like, it's extremely colorful. You have a very, like, menacing, fantastical villain with Hela, Hmm. who is... You know, she's really intimidating, and she's also, like, she's got, like, an amazing, like, screen presence, and the action's fun, the jokes are hilarious, and it actually, like, fixes the Thor franchise, because, like, before then, like, the Thor movies were just, like, I don't know. Despite Thor, the first Thor being the third on the bottom of the list here, I'd say I still enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Um, but, like, Taika Waititi brought, he breathed life into the Thor franchise that it really desperately needed. Yeah. And I think it, he absolutely 100% succeeded, because he also introduces one of my favorite characters in any movie ever in Korg, who is, <laughs> everything he, everything he says is just comedy gold. Yeah. And I think Taika Waititi's... They knocked it out of the park. That was they could not have picked a more perfect director for Thor, and I'm very glad with how this movie turned out. I personally put it at the very top of the list. It's one of my favorite movies ever. You'd put it in Doctor Strange's spot. Yes, <laughs> I would. Wow, Doctor Strange was in this in, movie. He's in the movie, so <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, I put. I don't it, know if I'd put it above Captain America: Winter Soldier. I'd put it between that and Avengers. I'd yeah. be okay. I'd yeah, be I okay like with that. I actually forgot that Hello was in it. She was maybe my least favorite. Part Granted, of he's it, not but... wrong because like she shows up the first bit, and then like Thor has to, like his whole movie is a side quest basically, where it's like he's stuck in the planet, has to get back to his planet. The Grandmaster is so. The funny. Grandmaster is so <laughs> funny. I love. I love when he's he says on your world. I would no. He said on this world. Um. No. How did. He's Dang like, it. I'm messing any up. other world, I'd be oh, yeah, millions I, of years old. Yeah, and he says, on this world, I'm... And then just kind of trails off, and he gives like a <laughs> knowing little gl- nod. <laughs> it's great. All right. Uh, look at that, he's, he's, thre- he's threatening he's me. He's threatening me. <laughs> hey, sparkles. <laughs> Watch out for his hands, they shoot sparks. All right, Trent, you've got a very difficult task here. If you ask this one wrong, you're inherently racist. Black Panther. That's great. Oh, God. Where? <laughs> You're not wrong. I'll get canceled. Uh, I think Black Panther's good. I think it's one of the better ones. I don't think it's, like, the best one. But it definitely is one of the better movies. It's got, like, an emotional story. Yeah. And it's very story-driven. And also character-driven. 
Look at you putting all mm. the, the fancy words in front of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. You've got Kenny on your side now. I think, like, uh, T'Challa's a great character, and his journey through the movie is very interesting. It offers, yeah. like, an interesting perspective. And it does a good job at world building. Like, the country of Wakanda is... Like, it, the design is great, and it has, like... I love that it took, like, you know, traditional, like, African design tropes mm-hmm. and just, like, incorporated that into, like, futuristic, like, technological advancement. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the villain's great. Mm. Oh, we got a, we got a disagreement. Okay. I think, uh, we'll see. I think the villain's great. Some things I don't like about it is uh, they kind of wasted Claw, like Andy Serkis as mm, Claw. Yeah. I really, I I would have been okay with like how he was in the movie as is. Wait, if isn't they, he in something else though? He's, He's in, in Age of oh, oh, that's right, that's right. I didn't like how they killed him off because I think he was, because Andy Serkis in, in that movie was really fun. Uh-huh. He was really fun to watch. And... I also think it's kind of weird how this, like, super advanced society decides who their leaders are through, like, basically a trial by combat. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, but it's like, you'd think they'd be smart enough to figure out, like... Well, you could also say that's, like, a mix of, like, traditional, like, kind of, like... I mean, but at this this point, it's not like the, the society benefits from having the physically strongest leader. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, you also have, like... Because, like, in the movie, Killmonger beats T'Challa, and he becomes he's the He's not leader. a better leader. He's not a better leader. He literally wants to, like... Genocide. Commit <laughs> genocide. Um, but I think Black Panther's a good movie. Um, it was a really good way to introduce um, some of the technology that they needed for future movies. Yeah. To just say, like, like Captain America's shield is still special... But the reason that all of this material has not gotten out is because this city, this city is hidden. Another thing I think is kind of weird is like vibranium just kind of became like a plot device, where it was just like it just does whatever the plot needs it to do. Because like in the uh, movie, like Martin Freeman gets like injured and they take him back to Wakanda and he is like all better, and like Shuri is like, yeah, there's a lot of vibranium here. It's how I healed you, and it's like. Like what? How does how does that work? Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's literally just metal. In the I would have. I feel like they should have said nanotech. Like, that would have been much better. Yeah, because I don't had that. I don't know. I would definitely. Or just not paralyzed him. I don't know. Yeah, just not paralyzed. Yeah, that's true. I think the movie was. Oh yeah, go ahead and place it. Actually, before I dispute anything, I would place it. I would place it below Captain America Civil War and above Ant-Man. I don't think I have any quarrels with that. Yeah. I think it's a good movie. I think it's a good Marvel movie. I don't think it's great, but it's definitely mm-hmm. not terrible. Okay. It's very well made, and there's a lot of like passion in the project. I think there's a lot of good really stuff, shows. but it's yeah. one that like I don't find myself being like sitting down like, I want to watch Black Panther. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But like, when I do that watch a, it, I enjoy that it. That was a real bummer when he died. That- for that was, some reason, that hit me really hard, and yeah. I knew nothing about I that I think actor. it's because, like, it's one of the, like... 
You know, I so hate young. to make it so corporate, but it's just like we have all these like you know actors that have like you know signed all these multi-contract deals, mm -hmm. and like to have like that big. I hate to make his his tragic death sound like an inconvenience to a corporate scheme, but like just to have like you know just someone who you've expected to see so much more of in. Yeah, and like I think that role. he just seemed like such a genuinely nice guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he he was so he and like he kept it a secret too, yeah. which like. I think was the right thing to do because, like, he, I understand he doesn't want to make like a spectacle yeah, out of it. Yeah, yeah. But like, it just made it that much more shocking when he died. Mm -hmm. It's also crazy. Like, if you look at some of like the interview stuff, and he just looks like it seems like he's just so tired of being Black Panther, and like like people are doing this, and he's just just like, we're like at first like, oh, he's just like he's so much better than that. But now we're realizing, oh, he just was legitimately tired. Like he was. Yeah. Going through crazy. chemo and everything. A lot of. And I also want to take just a side like bar to talk about this. What's your guys' take on the whole like don't recast Black Panther kind of thing? Because here's I don't think you have to recast them because it's pretty common in comics to just have a different person take on the mantle. Well, like you don't have to say this is T'Challa. You can just say this is the new well, Black Panther. Like here's where we are. Like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've like talked like okay, we're not going to recast T'Challa. We're going to actively... We actually have no idea what they're doing for the sequel. Uh -huh. But I think my take on that, and I think to ch like Chadwick Boseman's brother has said a similar thing. It's like, you know, Chadwick Boseman probably would not want this character to die with him. Because, like, if you look at it from this perspective, like, this is, you know, the first African-American superhero that's been the main character in one of these movies. And I feel like if you're going to say, like, oh, Chadwick Boseman's died, we're not going to find someone else. Like, he was it, he was the only one we'd do it. Like, I feel like that's kind of yeah. wrong. And I feel like it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, children, you guys were looking at the Black Panther. The actor died, and we don't really want to replace him. We're just going to find a different character to focus on. I feel like... But I feel like in the new one that's coming up, I what I really expect is going to happen, it's going to be, like, a very big tribute to him. Mm -hmm. They're definitely... Did they have any stuff filmed with him for that? I don't or think so. I don't that. think they started filming at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think they... I mean, if you want to... Here's the thing. They haven't said they're going to, like, re-CGI his face. You don't have to. If anything, you could probably would, have, like, a beginning... Would, you could have a battle at the beginning with him in full, you know, costume. You don't have to yeah. show his face. Maybe have some audio of someone kind of replicating his voice. You could... Yeah, that's not very kill him hard. That way. Which it sounds morbid, but yeah, it's either that or yeah. kill him off off screen or pretend like he's alive, but just somewhere else in the world we're never going to see him again mm -hmm. to keep him alive in this world. Uh, I don't know. I feel like to be like not to recast him is like slightly I don't want to say racist, but just like oh we're not going to recast him because he's the only Black Panther. No one else could you know do this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've heard arguments from both sides that like make a lot of sense. I think whatever they do end up doing, if it's done well, I'll appreciate it. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. That being said, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. There's a spiteful part of me that wants to put this really low, seeing how there's some other films on this list that are way too low. Uh, <laughs> Infinity War. You know, a third Avengers movie, which was a non-stop action ride yes. from beginning to end. 
Uh, Lots of good stuff. Good stuff. And the, f- the, the amount of hype that was around it, unprecedented Un- until... Unparalleled. Yeah. Unparalleled. Until the next year. Until the next year, mm-hmm. exactly. I feel like this movie is uh, is Marvel's The Empire Strikes Back a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, I feel, it definitely feels like The Empire Strikes mm-hmm. Back of like this generation. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I can't think of another movie that's come out over the past ten years that had such a massive, like, cliffhanger ending. Yeah. Man. Even more of a cliffhanger, because, you know, with Empire, you have, like, two movies that look like they're going to end on a very dour note. With this one, you have, like, 20 movies behind it. Yeah. And seeming like everyone is dead. Uh, I'm looking at this list. I'm trying to think where I want to place it. I'm going to say above Avengers, below Thor Ragnarok. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because it does not suit Ragnarok yeah. how high Avengers is on this list. <laughs> I think, I personally I think Infinity War is the best Avengers movie. You said it age Better than very wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I... This kind of yeah, has, like, the yeah. same effect as, like, Thor Ragnarok. Because I remember a big complaint about this movie being, like, oh, there's no development, there's so many characters. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what, what everyone expected. Expect? Like, yeah. it's not... We, there are literally 20 movies building this thing hmm. up. They don't need to... There doesn't have to be some sort of, like, complex character arcs. They did a really good job of giving... Yeah. Like, well, the thing is, like, it's not... Very characters felt shorted. Well, I there feel... Couple, here's the thing. Like, if you look at, like, runtime stuff... I guess Hawkeye. Like, Captain America, like... He's a main character in the movie. He has 15 minutes of screen time in this, like, two-and-a-half-hour movie. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's not their movie. It's supposed to be Thanos' movie. And it's, like, his solo movie, in a sense, where we learn his mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, the whole plot of the movie is kind of that... Their ideology versus his ideology, where... The whole reason the good guys do not win is because they're not willing to sacrifice. So, you know, you have Iron Man who's too hesitant to call Captain America to join the battle. You have, you know, Captain America and those guys who are unwilling to kill Vision until the last possible moment because they don't trade lives. Are you saying that's a flaw? I'm saying that it just, I don't know, just shows why Thanos won is because he had more... Will than they did. Literally hurled his daughter off a cliff. Like he yeah. was, to get a, he was to making sacrifices left and right rather than them who were not willing to like inch. I'd argue those weren't sacrifices that were his to make. They but, weren't, which is but I don't. A I villain, know you're not defending. But that's yeah. like you know the point of the movie. Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah. So if you have no quarrels, I'm fine with that. It's it's weird to me that Guardians of the Galaxy are, are becoming as low as they are because they're such fun movies. Hmm. As but low as they are as they sit in the top six. <laughs> Here's yeah. the thing. This list... As it, Above it, Iron Man. This definitive list of what the movies are ranked at is, is pretty wrong. But, you know... <laughs> but mostly right. Mm. You see, you say that, but Doctor Strange isn't at the top. I, I'm going to die on that hill. I'm counting... Each incorrect placement as a wrong or a right, and so it's like there are a few that are not in the correct place, but most of them are. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, Age of Ultron and Doctor Strange noted. Yeah, so you only two, have two hangouts. Two rights out of a lot of movies. All right, moving on. I have my own place where I want this, but I want to see. It's your turn. Ant Man and the Wasp. 
Oh. I always forget about this movie, and I always feel bad that I do, because I really like it. <laughs> uh, what a great way to start. <laughs> uh, it was a little bit cruel of them to release this after <laughs> Infinity War. Well, it's I feel like that's, again, Ant-Man's place. is like you, He's like a chaser. Yeah, Age yeah. of Ultron is just a big, you know... World-ending movie. All right, let's take it back with Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. We have Infinity War, the biggest, you know, movie at that time, and still to this date, probably. I say it's maybe still. I don't know. Maybe Endgame's bigger as far as scale, but Endgame is highest-grossing movie of all time, right? Well, I think Avatar beat that again. Endgame again? War. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They they, they James... keep repl- they keep releasing Avatar in theaters, and people keep watching it. I don't know why. That's so weird. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, I definitely like Ant-Man and the Wasp. It introduces a lot of fun characters. Like, I think Sonny is hilarious. I think uh, Henry... No, wait, what's his name? Which one's Sonny? He's uh, he's like their dealer guy. He's played by... He's in Justified. He's a... Oh, that guy. He's in Hateful Eight. The FBI guy who ended up going into um, WandaVision was great. And... uh, But then there's also, like... I couldn't really get totally on board with um with the whole problem of the villain it's like they were equipped to help her like i don't know why they didn't just help her well they were trying i'm trying to think of it her like whole goal was like hey if i can get janet out i can you know use her ability to it was an evilly solvable problem but she was just desperate because she was dying yeah and she was looking for the quickest solution she needed and that just was in opposition of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. I think this was maybe a more fun movie than Ant-Man. Can I the say... The first one. What I want to say is I think this movie did a lot more fun stuff with like its size-changing stuff. Where Ant-Man 1 yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, you know, use it to get into small places, kind of communicate with ants. This one, you know, they had them growing stuff. They have, like, when they're shorter, there's some... I don't know. It does a lot of good stuff with its concept of, like, things changing size. Mm-hmm. I personally think this is, like... The peak of okay Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think it's bad. I definitely think it's a step down from the first Ant Man. I say it's a think so. I think yeah. I think it's. I think the first one is better. This one, I don't know. It just. It kind of goes back to the whole uh, Marvel movies looking like wet concrete color scheme. <laughs> It the like visually, it just didn't seem that interesting. Wet concrete. That's that's <laughs> what I've heard is like they look like wet concrete. I thought I, I thought it was all like I thought there were some funny moments with the size changing stuff, but overall, I don't know. I just walked out of the movie thinking like that was okay. Like I, I don't want Ant Man to be anything more. Here's the thing. Okay. If I was I, placing I love it the spot that it has. If I was placing it, I'd say this one's between Black Panther and Civil War. Yeah, that's what I. Would, oh, really? Well, I would say Black Panther's better. I I was gonna say between Iron Man two and Captain America. I was gonna Ooh, say that's between where Black Panther and Ant Man. Because I think Black Panther. Yeah, uh, maybe not actually. All, All right, right, so we have Left. me I saying here, shoot. Trent saying here. What are you going to say, Noah? I've just pointed to what we just said. Um, Yeah, in a shocking turn of events, I'm actually aligning with Kenny's um, view of this movie over Trent's. Mm. Uh, You betrayed me. I mean, mine is the the middle, most of the three. Just above Ant-Man? That sits all right with me. I'll grin and bear it. Grin and bear it. (laughs) 
All right, there we go. Ant-Man personally and the Wasp. I personally think Ant-Man is much better, but... Much better. Oh, we wow. can't all get what we want in this list. You know, I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Trent, you have to make a very easy call here by ranking Captain Marvel. This movie's not very good. That is a very decent mm. opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Can we talk about it? I feel like a lot of people are scared to criticize this movie because they don't want to seem sexist. Yes. And that's a big problem if the entire identity of the movie is a is like a social stance. Yeah. It's like I mean there are good movies that are like that, but it's that's not a Marvel movie. Like Captain Marvel is just she's just not that interesting and the scrolls I don't feel like they did a whole lot with the whole shape-shifting mm-hmm. ability with the scrolls. It's also like, who are you trying to convince that women can be good superheroes? Like, it's nobody like, disagrees with that. Yeah, it's like there are already, like, a ton of female superheroes yeah. in the MCU. Like, this movie isn't proving anything. Like, and the villain was so forgettable. I literally... I, I literally Mendelssohn, though. He's great. But in this well, movie... He wasn't He's... the villain. I'm talking about Jude Law. Oh, oh, right, like, right, right. I, I completely forgot he was the villain. Yeah. Like a little while after I saw, I saw this movie. I feel kind of bad for saying this movie's bad because like, Can one of I? my close friends absolutely loves this movie. Oh, really? but is it uh, what is it? I'm blanking on her name all of a sudden. Brie Larson. Cecilia. Yeah, Cecilia. Yeah, she loves this movie. My take on the movie, I think it has a lot of cool concepts, but I think it has too many that it doesn't like dive into anyone because like it's a it's a buddy cop movie between Brie Larson and a young Nick Fury it's like a 90s nostalgia trip going to like hey this is the MCU in the 90s it does like you know space stuff it's like it's kind of like they have the same technology as the Guardians do it's also like you know a born ultimatum born movie where it's like she doesn't remember who she is and she has to like remember it also is doing the whole you know scroll thing where it's like oh anybody could be anybody the scrolls could be anyone and I think it has all these cool elements but like it should have picked two, and like yeah, if it picked two and it like really like honed in on that, it could have been a lot of fun. But I feel like it tried so much that we didn't get really anything out of any of those concepts. And like and that's another Marvel kitty bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it says Captain Marvel tries to be three different movies: Buddy Cop, Buddy Body Snatcher, Retro Nostalgia. It tried to be too much and never fully committed. You can tell we've I, talked about this a few times. I. And plus, like, there are just so many, like, <laughs> so much of, like, the internal logic just, like, doesn't really seem to make sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, when it comes to explaining how other characters have gotten their powers, mm-hmm. like, it always seems, like, believable for that world. Obviously, like... Key uh, phrase, for that world. For that <laughs> world, yes. Like, it doesn't make sense that... Like, there's no way a billionaire playboy would ever be able to make, like, a giant robot suit that, like, can beat up a hmm. giant green rage monsters. But, like, maybe it the works. Most believable. But it works in the world. Captain Marvel literally gets her powers because she stood too close to an engine when it blew up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that somehow gives her, like, the ability to, like, shoot lasers out of her hands and Granted, fly Granted, it the... wasn't just an engine, it was the Tesseract. I see, yeah. And plus, like, and there's another thing, like, at the end of the movie, she can just suddenly fly at the speed of light. Hmm. She never uses yeah. that ability 
at any point throughout that movie, but she just suddenly uses it at the end. She does not, does she? I didn't really think that. My biggest problem with Captain Marvel is just that she's like, just not likable. She's so condescending to everyone. She's like the invincibility, which people hate, of Superman minus any like friendly character. It's like a mean Superman, which is just terrible. I have three final notes on saying one was that like her whole character is like it's condescending and just like you know kind of arrogance which it works if like you introduce all the characters on a level playing field like okay this mm-hmm. character's more arrogant than this one all right but i feel like if you're gonna do have like a character who's arrogant to like a known character because like she comes in as like you know belittling nick fury like us as audience are like okay unjustified we're on nick fury side here mm-hmm. so i feel like that's one other gripe i have Two is like this, like scene near the end where it's like they're kind of taking away her powers, and she has this like flashback of all these moments of her growing up and realizing she is strong. I feel I like that scene, but if it was in a different movie, like I just feel like it wasn't earned in this mm-hmm. kind of film. And then thirdly, this was this marketing campaign. I've noticed they've done this a couple of the times since. This was when they no longer were like advertising it as its own movie. This was like they kept pulling scenes from like Thor and Iron Man and Captain America like, you know, you've seen like these guys. Now check out this one where it's like now at this point the MCU is banking on its own credibility and it's no longer like, hey, here's this, you know, new superhero which is like, hey, you've trusted us before. Trust us again with this one. Mm -hmm. And like they've done that with this. There was a couple, I think it was, uh, I think that it was Black Widow and I think the Eternals as well, or it's just like they don't focus on the own movie for like the camp, the marketing stuff. They've been focusing on, you know, what came before it. Yeah, the, yeah. be all that but as it may. It's, I do kind of want to rewatch it. I've only seen it once, and I feel like it did have some redeeming elements. But it, like, it was a parts of it were fun, but just overall, I would say, again, yeah, like I said, I don't know. It, there was some it fun has good stuff, but there were some moments of Captain Marvel having like good character moments yeah. like there, there's one moment in the movie that I really like where she's like fighting off some scrolls and like she's like beating them up and then like a scroll like comes up to her and like kind of growls at her like ah and then she just looks at her and goes bah! <laughs> so yeah it's, it's good foundational work it just doesn't come together as well as it should and it's also a little universe breaking after this movie every movie that's like a big threat has to come up with some way to explain why Captain Marvel is not helping yeah, They're like which kind of is annoying. Like, hmm. it, it doesn't really make sense as to, like, the this movie taking place in the '90s like ha- made way for a lot of fun gags. But other than that, I can't really think of a reason as to why this movie like takes place the original in the 90s. Avengers. Is well, Nick Fury gives... like ah, she's probably busy with something more important. When, when... no, no, no. Here's here's what actually happens in the background. Nick Fury, the second something wrong goes happen, he starts banging that beeper, but Captain Marvel keeps ignoring him until oh, she realizes so. like half the universe has disappeared. She's like, maybe this has something uh, to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's now canon. In- <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I know uh, your place in this, but I'd say above Incredible Hulk. I would say below Incredible Hulk. Trent, as one of them hasn't seen Incredible Hulk, what do you, what do you say? You just called him mm-hmm. Trent again. Gosh dang it! <laughs> Noah! As um, someone who hasn't seen Incredible Hulk. Well, I kind of want to place it above Incredible Hulk just because it it feels a little bit more connected from Incredible Hulk. Like, 
I don't feel like I really missed anything important not seeing Hulk. But I feel like if I didn't see Captain Marvel, I'd be kind of lost in some movies. So it adds a little bit more to the universe. The mythos? Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of weak, but we got to choose a spot. I can live you, with okay, cool. Captain Marvel being above Incredible Hulk. I feel yeah. like we got to give them a little bit of credit. Yeah. Yeah. Even though... There were some good things. And that cat, man. That cat. Uh, the best origin story being um, Nick Fury's one eye. I absolutely hated, hated that. that scene. That was so, so stupid. I think at the time I was mad, and now I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. It just makes it like, now every time I watch Nick Fury in a movie, I'm going to be like, a freaking cat took his eye yeah. out. Yeah, an inter- interdimensional cat. But a it cat, was a, nonetheless. Uh, a, what, what's it called? A flurgan? A flurgan, flurgan yeah. Alright, no here's... Idea why it looked like a cat. This one has a lot of dispute, and I'm curious where we stood on it. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Hmm. I know a lot of people, you know, think it lived up to the hype. Some people think it was a step down from Infinity War. What do the people say? I... I sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I think Endgame is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great way to end... Like so many of the stories that have been there since the beginning of the MCU, I do think Infinity War is better, but barely. Mm-hmm. Noah, it's hard for me to separate Endgame from Infinity War because they feel like two parts of the same story. But um, I I really do like it a lot. Rewatching it, I kind of and a little bit, I kind of didn't want Thor to be uh, like bum Thor the whole time mm-hmm. like he kind of slows down the plot a lot of times yeah if I had um, to sorry I think in a sense though you could see it as like William I know he hates it cause like he sees it as he's depressed and uh-huh. as someone who he deals with depression he like hates that like on a microscopic level I see it as like the Avengers kind of represent different ways they kind of experience grief Mm-hmm. You know, Iron Man, like, he just kind of pushed aside, like, I'm not thinking about it. I got what I got. I'm moving forward. Captain America, you know, he's, you know, starting a support group, and he's, like, trying to figure out how to help in this world. Thor is just, you know, that kind of perspective of, like, he just goes into denial of reality and just... Right. So I, I think, think it's a yeah, cool yeah. way to show, like, how sense. they all deal with this. It's just, like, I think the ultimate, fun to rewatch. I think the ultimate problem with it was that... With the way other characters dealt with it, like that was dealt with, you know, in a very serious manner. But mm-hmm. Thor just kind of becomes a joke. They like, yeah, literally, he becomes the butt of so many jokes about him being depressed and fat and, mm-hmm. you know, full of self hatred. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't say it ruined Thor. I'm never, I'm not gonna go that far because there, I think there was some stuff that I like about it. That they did with it, but ultimately, I wish they did something different with it. Here's some fun. Also, here's some fun, like Avengers stuff to think about. I don't know. I see like each Avengers film, they kind of focus on a different Avenger depending on how popular they were. Mm-hmm. Like first Avengers, it's definitely Iron Man's movie because like he is was popular at the time because we just got Iron Man one. Like we're still riding that high. Mm-hmm. Iron Man two was a step down, but like he still was like the and poster child. And Hulk to an extent, because they kind of had to catch up with Hulk, give him something interesting. I suppose. Age of Ultron felt very much like Captain America's movie. Like he's calling the shots. He's like, you know, kind of bringing a lot of people to the fold. I don't know. I just feel like that movie's like 
Iron Man, like, he's only real in the suit at the beginning mm-hmm. and kind of in the end and also that one, like, scene in Africa. Like, Captain America, I feel like he's, like, at the forefront of Age of Ultron. Infinity War very much was Thor's movie. Like, he has the most screen time out of all those guys, maybe excluding right. Iron Man. But, like, it's, like, he's the opening of the movie, he's the close of the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like this one is kind of, like, interesting to think about, like, it kind of, like, levels it out where it's, like, equally Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man's movie. Because they are the main three. And I'm very excited for Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but the the scene... Captain America finally... The payoff of him finally having Thor's hammer was oh, so that was, good. Oh, so good. So good. The theater went... Bananas. Freaking yeah. nuts when that happened. Yeah. And plus, I, like, I think the portals scene with all the characters oh, coming back. Oh, so cool. I think that is going to be, like, remembered as one of, like, the classic scenes in, like, cinema. Yeah. It's so... It, it was so, like, satisfying to watch. And, and like, the amount of times that they teased Avengers Assemble and then finally did that. Yeah. It was, I think it was a very well done just culmination of all the movies so far. Oh, yeah. I think all that, I think I will put this above Infinity War. Just, you know, just yeah. to talk about all that kind of stuff. Uh, I had a thought. This, unfortunately, I think falls in that camp of, like, some of these Marvel movies, like, Thor Ragnarok is a beautiful movie. Like, they just have so many good shots. Mm-hmm. And, like, stuff like that. This is just kind of a dirty, messy-looking movie. I don't yeah, know. There's, just, yeah, there's not a lot it's of... It's not great cinematography, like, yeah. but it's... A, but it's kind the of... The end of a fitting. 23-year-old story. Yeah. Which then... 23 movies. I'm going to put that... 23 years. 23 <laughs> above years. Above Infinity War. And then I'm going to tell uh, Noah... Let us know where Spider-Man Far From Home lands. Hmm. Um, I actually really like this movie. I know it was not popular, but... Um, I thought it was popular at the time. I've oh, kind was of, it? I, I don't think, know. I think I'm kind of like... the. It's one of those movies where it's so easily picked apart because the plot is just... Yeah. So I just like avoidable. Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, Mysterio. I, I love Jake cool. Gyllenhaal that movie. Uh, somebody did Taylor, point out recently... Taylor did... Sw- Swifties be damned. <laughs> <laughs> we don't curse on this podcast. Um, how did... He knows that it was Earth six sixteen. Hell's different than damn. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the destination <laughs> and the route. Pri- priests say them both. <laughs> I don't think. I think. Be that... damned to hell. All right, far from home. Let's go. Okay, far. I really liked it. I am. There may be a lot of. I actually am not familiar with a lot of the plot holes in it. What is it? Just that he. It doesn't really make so sense. So the plot of the movie. For anyone who's not listening there, Spider-Man, this is right after Avengers Endgame. So it kind of plays as an epilogue to that, where people have just come back from the snap. And Spider-Man's like, hey, in a 180 from his last movie where he's like, I really want to be this superhero who does a lot of good. Now he's like, hey, I just want a vacation. And his school is going on a trip to do sciencey things in Europe. Hence the term far from home. And in the midst of that, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio is like, hey, there's all these monsters going around that I need help defeating. So he calls up Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. And Nick Fury's like, hey, we don't have a little superhero Spider-Man. You're going to help us. Uh, They fight these things. And he's like, hey, Mysterio, you're a really good hero. You should do more hero stuff. Also, hey, Spider-Man, here's these glasses that Tony Stark wanted you to have that is in control of a lot of, like, Dangerous drones. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the big hang-up, right? It's like, why give this yeah, to a little Yeah, it's what this, you know, this 
billionaire playboy philanthropist who is a big advocate of like, hey, we need like a lot of world defenses. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give that to a kid who in the last movie actively disobeyed everything I said. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, I'll place this right under Spider Man Homecoming. Mm. And I'm uh, above um Civil War. I'm, I would I'm not gonna comment on the fact that Doctor Strange is right in there as well, because that's a kind of worm. I honestly I actually think this is I'd say this is below Ant Man. I would say this below is now. below Civil War above Black Panther. Okay. I'll I'll accept that. I was actually considering putting it there, but Kenny. Yeah, well I allow this I a shuffle shuffle. Here's the thing. The movie's a lot of fun. I had a blast with it. We had a honestly all these are a blast. Even Captain Marvel there was fun to be had with. Yeah. And to an extent <laughs> even Captain Marvel. Even even the third word. Thor the Dark World. There was some fun to be had. Uh I'm looking at this list. A lot of this is just wrong. Not even like the stuff I've been like actively talking about. Yeah, some of the things that I have were not really a choice to be where they are, but have just sort of ended up where they are. Like I feel like Iron Man is a little higher than it should be. Iron Man is lower than it should be. I feel like Iron be. Man is lower than it should be. <laughs> yeah, same here. And I also think that Thor is potentially lower than it should be. Here's, it shouldn't be in the bottom four. I think it's just fair. I think it's just like, here's my opinion on it. Thor's an okay movie, but there are so few Marvel movies that are explicitly bad. Yeah, that's true. That That is the reason why Thor is so low on the list. Until this there. next one, let's talk about Black Widow. Here we go. Is it my turn? Here, yes. This movie is also not very good. It is honestly kind of pointless. Uh, it doesn't really, like... Strong words. It, Kenny, you've said this. It alludes to another story that would have been much more interesting, which is the story of, like, Black Widow in Budapest. And... And her kind of conversion from yeah. the Black Widow program to being a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Like, here's what I like about it. You know, some of the action is fun. Uh, Yelena is a great character. I think she's... Great addition. She, she's hilarious. And, like, some of the jokes she has are really fun. Um, the villain is not great. There were so many... The villain is, like, off-brand Hydra, basically. Yeah, and, like, Taskmaster was, like... That was just really dumb how they used that character. And there were just so many dumb moments in the movie that, like, really took me out of it. Like, <laughs> like the fact that, like, the villain brainwashed Black Widow to, like, never harm him bec- when she, like, smells his pheromones or something. Like, that's so stupid. And then she beats him by literally slamming her face into the desk it's such an unintentionally hilarious moment <laughs> and it, like at at the time it's like oh that's really clever but then i watch and i'm like who signed <laughs> off on this <laughs> so this thing i would say it's better than captain marvel yeah okay i need to butt in here i have said this several times I see. uh this is at the bottom of the list for me like we've said, it's pointless. It's got nothing going on. I If you like go to Disney Plus and you scrub through it, it's like there's four different action beats and like just nothing in between, really. Mm. Like Again, like you said, the only thing it really does is sets up Yelena's character for future projects. And potentially David Harbour, we'll maybe see. He, he might do something again with the Red Guardian. 
But just like even the action beats, they're just like insignificant. Like there's the little prison breakout, you know, avalanche, which is like all of maybe ten to five minutes that I maybe it's just like the fatigue of superheroes at this point, but I just got nothing from it. There's like there's a car chase that I completely forgot about. And I've maybe I've just blacked out both times I've watched the movie. It just it does nothing. It tells a story of a character who's you know who's who's died literally one movie ago. Kenny Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there was also in my list. It says Black Widow is dead, so I don't care about her. She's dead to the Marvel universe, and she's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, these are not. This is not how I feel about it. This is how I know Kenny feels about it. I just the way like. Another thing I don't like about the movie is so Marvel is obviously like no stranger to like morally gray characters. Like yeah. you've got Loki, but Loki works cuz like he does some stuff that like redeems himself. Mm-hmm. And like and then yeah. Like the Winter Soldier, like yeah, he did a lot of evil stuff, but like he was brainwashed mm-hmm. and forced to do that stuff. In Black Widow, you find out her mother figure was involved in the brainwashing and enslavement of hundreds, if not thousands, of innocent women. And she suffers absolutely no consequences for that. Wait, hold on. What's she... she what, she's the what one who... She, she came worked up, with the... She uh, worked with the bad guy and came up with, like, the brainwashing system that ins- basically brainwashes the Black Widows. Are, are you sure? Because she had a meal with her and was like, I'm absolutely not sure. furious. Remember when she shows them like the pig and tell, yeah. forces the? She's like, yeah, this is like the mind control thing that I helped make for the Black Widow program. But did she know it was for that? Yes. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> and I she's just never like, picked up on that. Like she literally, like I like I was I was watching oh, this re- I was watching this review for it and it's like. This lady helped enslave a bunch of women and, like, she tortures animals on her farm. And she's supposed to be but the good guy. But they have a nice family dinner. <laughs> yeah. And it's just... Uh-oh. Oh, crap. What if... Uh, have you just messed up the entire... No, I did not. Okay. I accidentally... Uh, it's, it's fixed now. Our little okay, cutouts cool. are very light. I have, so a photo- so I have a photographic memory. The last two, like, comments I have on this is... A, maybe I'm harsh in the movie because I've seen it twice. The first time... So to give some backstory, about a year ago I was job searching and like, you know, I wasn't making any money and like my bank account was was dropping down there and I'm getting worried. Some friends of me were like, hey, let's watch it. They had bought some, we had went to like Publix some, got a bunch of groceries. I didn't bring on my wallet, so I didn't contribute to that. It's like, hey, we bought all the food. You should pay for the movie. So I had to pay $30 for us to watch this movie. And like the whole time I'm just stressed. I'm like, I just threw 30 bucks away on this. And then the second time we had watched it here, if you recall, halfway through, I got like sick, <laughs> like ran to the bathroom and threw up. So I wasn't mm. in a good mind space the second time I watched it. So I've watched it twice. <laughs> Neither of them times great, but, you know, maybe I'm unnecessarily harsh. But at the same time, I say it's below Thor the Dark Thor, which we've actively said is the worst. Because, like, in that movie, there's at least below? some. I'd say below, because like, as much of a mess that movie is, there's still some enjoyment watching it. The mm-hmm. ship designs are cool. Like, some of the act- again, Loki, he's fun. And like, some of the visuals in the movie are kind of cool. Like, I don't mm-hmm. love the movie, but if I had to watch Black Widow or Thor the Dark World, I'd probably watch Thor the Dark World. That's my two cents. Wow. Okay. 
Um, I definitely didn't hate it as much as as everybody else, but <laughs> I didn't like love it either at all. So below Infinity War? <laughs> no. Um, Above Infinity War. I, well, yes, definitely below Infinity War. Um, I would. I would put it above <laughs> Captain Marvel and below Thor. I would, now that I've heard your arguments and I've thought more about how I don't like this movie, ah. I would put it be- between Incredible Hulk and Captain Marvel. Honestly, I'd put it below Incredible Hulk. I, I, I'm just not sure if I'm willing to say it's worse than Thor 2. You know where I stand, but I couldn't live with below Incredible Hulk. Alright, I, I think it's, uh, it's the, the recipient of some unjustified criticism, but that's okay. Alright. This one, I haven't thought too much about, but I'm actually excited to see what you think. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I think this has honestly been the best movie of this phase so far. Even including... Mm. Well, maybe not including No Way Home, but we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, this has... I think this was a good, you know, return to form. It has fun action. Shang-Chi, if I'm being honest, might be my, like favorite Marvel character because he's just such a like he's a millennial in the best way like he's just a nice guy and he like he's just someone I feel like I'd want to be around like the way uh, Shim Lu or however you say his name Simu Lu is this one on Disney Plus yet? probably it's okay probably been I need to rewatch it I've only seen it once I mean we I was kind of hoping we watched movie tonight maybe we could Ooh. do that anywho enough of this sidetrack uh <coughs> This, again, like, he's such a great character, and it's got, like, the first half, at least, is some of the best fight choreography they've had in the MCU so far, because, like, it's actually, you know, they actually do kung fu and, like, you know, actual hand-hand stuff. You know, maybe not as good as uh, Winter Soldier choreography, but it's still pretty good. The knife fight in Winter Soldier is We didn't even talk about that choreography of that movie. Top-tier action right there. Mm -hmm. But this, the first half, got some great stuff, and, like... The villain's also great, too. Like, he's not just this, you know, one-dimensional, oh, want to take over the world villain. He's on that level of Ultron, where he's, like, you know, has humanity to him. Can and I just say, I know. That, that villain, he's like, these people killed my wife. Therefore, because of the rules of you kill one of my people, I kill one of your people, I will go after them. But t- totally ignoring the fact that, like, he already killed other people who were with the people who killed us. He definitely started the whole thing. They were actually, according to his rules, it was even after they killed only one of his friends. Well, I think I love the idea of, like, you know, it's this guy who, he's this kind of immortal guy who's been around for a long time. And I also love, like, we have no, we know nothing about these rings yet. Like, mm-hmm. we're still in the early infancy of this story. And just, I love the fact, you know, he has all the stuff he wants, and then, you know, like, he actually is like, hey... I love this woman. I'm going to literally stop doing all this bad stuff and raise this family. And, I don't know, I love a family-driven man. Yeah. I, lo- I don't know. I, I'm just really excited to see that. And, it's I, again, we've talked several times about, you know, Star Wars and how I love Episode Three because I love that, you know... And also the same thing with Doctor Strange, the whole, you know, friend-to-enemy trope where it's like, you know... He has to literally fight his father, and you yeah. know that that has like an extra emotional level to it. At the end, with what are you looking at? You look confused. Wait, who does Doctor Strange have to fight? Okay, I'm, I got off on a second thought there. Doctor, well, he doesn't fight him yet. It's set up for a future movie, 
the whole Mordo thing where like Mordo kind of oh, led oh, him to right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the fight he's like, Doctor Strange, you have like violated so many, you know, laws that should not be violated. I can no longer walk this path. We are now enemies. I am dedicating my life to destroying you. Right, right. Which was I was a bum we didn't get to see that in Multiverse of Madness. We'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I think this had great action, loved the character, had fun world building, which I kind of see going down your route of like it kind of makes the world a little muddled where it's like mm-hmm. oh there's also this mystical you know second dimension or whatever which I'm still confused yeah. by I've only seen this one twice as well my biggest problem with this movie is that it kind of felt like a DC movie just oh. in the fact that it was it it because of that like it's like the main climax of the movie is like a dragon fighting like a demon monster that's how is that like a dc movie a friend of mine who i know uh he saw it a little later than everyone else Uh what he thought was he thought it was a little overhyped in that he really enjoyed the first half Mm -hmm. where it had like actual martial arts fights yeah and with like you know good set action set pieces and everything He's like, but the second half where it was just like big CGI fights with fantastical creatures and like soul-sucking mm-hmm. monsters was just like, he said it took him out of it and it just wasn't as engaging as like what came before it. I can right. agree with that. But I will, I do want to give the caveat of like, I'm willing to like be won over by this character as once he shows up in other movies, but this is our the first time we've seen him. And so... After twenty odd movies of a cast of characters that is like slowly growing and slowly being added to, to now have this sort of soft reboot of like here's a here's an origin story that has nothing to do with anything else in the MCU. But we still get little hints because we get Wong and his fight with the Abomination, and at the end we have. But those are cameos. I mean, still, but it's showing like you know. Right, right. But um, I'm just saying like I think that I'll look back on it better once he becomes a little bit more connected. But right now, it's just so separate. It's like, it's a fun superhero movie, but it's kind of a stretch to call it an MCU movie. We'll see. I think that's It was better right. than I expected. Uh, not as good as maybe it could have been. I'm going to say something personally blasphemous, but you guys are probably going to still think it's too high. I'd say above Doctor Strange, below Spider-Man Homecoming. I would say... Between Black Panther and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, Noah, what do you say? Um, I mean, I would probably put it lower, but I know that's pushing it. <laughs> um, like, I would definitely... I definitely think Ant-Man was a more fun movie than this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Maybe, Maybe over Iron Man 3, maybe. All right, I'm going to meet us in the middle and say between Black Panther and Spider-Man Far From Home, which I 100% think this is That's better. That's not than, in the middle. That's I on the top. definitely think this is better from Far From Home, but I'm willing to compromise and put it just about Black Panther. All right. Also, I don't know if this is... Um, Hold up, where did we say it was going? Between this okay. and Two fourth wall breaking, but I, I do need to meet David for dinner relatively soon, so um, we might need to wrap this kind of... All right, we're on the last three. You can cut that out, but yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I will not. <laughs> All right, we can be quick with this one, because I know you guys have a very diff- 
definite opinion on this one. I differ, but Eternals. Eternals. Bad movie. Terrible. Worse than Thor the Dark Thor. Alright. My least favorite. It had no right to be as long as it was, and none of... I literally forgot the main character's name, like, probably the hour after I saw this movie. Although some of the the individual characters were cool, but it was just like the story was all like the fake out with those creatures. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... And again, this is this is actually a great opportunity to explain my problem with Marvel lately. Is that so? Doctor Strange comes out. You're like, here's this in- interdimensional being, um, Dormammu, and he's like, basically a god level of like a creature or a character. And it's like, okay, there's this multiverse, and that's kind of where anything. So kind of fantastical and supernatural is going to happen. And then you introduce, um, uh, what was the other? Well, there's the whole cast from Thor. It's like they're kind of like God type of people, and they have their own mythology. And then you introduce Shang-Chi. There's this other mythology of like this sort of pantheon of like creatures and like super powerful um, like those rings. I don't know what kind of magic they work with. And then you get Eternals, and it's like, oh, there's this other creature that created these people who are, have somehow been around this whole time, didn't interact with anybody, and then the Earth is encasing this other like god creature, and it's like, how long can we go? I know we're not going to talk about the, the shows probably, but Moon Knight also introduces another mythology. It's like, I wish they would just choose a mythology and then sort of condense them. Like, hmm. like, why don't we say that all the Eternals are like alien or from one of the realms of Thor's nine realms? And why don't we say that all the Moon Knight characters are either from from one of those realms or aliens that made it to Earth or something? But it's just like you keep introducing these mythologies that. There's no way they would exist without interacting with each other and probably, like, fighting each other. Mm. Maybe that'll come to a head eventually, but it's like... We, I have to, I have to relearn a... the rules of all of these, like, higher creatures every time I watch a new movie. Mm. I gotcha. Oh, well, I know you guys hate it, so I'm not going to fight it. I'll let you guys keep it at the bottom. But as someone, and I've said this several times, I've seen it twice, and I think on a second viewing, you kind of see what they're going for, and okay. you understand the plot more. And it doesn't feel, like, as rushed or... I mean, it does feel rushed, but it just... Watching a second time, it makes more sense. And it is it is entertaining in its own right. Mm -hmm. So, Eternals, I know you guys are keeping the bottom. Maybe. I'd be willing to bump it up a few, maybe. I'd only... I want to keep it at the bottom. For my own (laughs) sake, (laughs) I'd put it above Thor that... Well... I mean, there's I no reason to rewatch Thor, Here's and I a, feel like there is a reason to rewatch Eternals. Uh, I'm okay. I was gonna say it definitely is not as it's definitely better than Black Widow. That's all I have to say. But I know we already have Black Widow higher up than it should be, so that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, okay, I'll just let's leave it at two. All right, <laughs> all right, we're almost there. You can almost get to dinner. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Here we go. I, we don't have to like rush a lot. I told David six forty-five, and that's I just need time to get over there. So, are, you, are you going to your place for dinner? Uh, Uncle G's, that pizza uh, place. If you all want to come, it is so good. Done. I'm there. 
Nice. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So I potentially just... movie afterward, but I don't want to like scram your whole. We've already spent like at I least three hours can... on this, <laughs> yeah. which is ridiculous. That's why I said that earlier because I was yeah. assuming we were going to spend longer on these. But, but anyway, um, Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yes. Apps. I know it's fan service. I know it's very cheap shots with fan service. This is one of the best Marvel movies ever in my opinion. I think I had, again, I had a blast. Yeah. And I think it was a, it did a fantastic job of like incorporating the old with the new. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it gave old Spider-Man villains like a chance to be villains. <laughs> they right. did a great job. Willem Dafoe's the Green Goblin is so good. So good. That was so good. He was terrifying. <laughs> um, hearing all the cheers when like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire came on screen yeah. was just that was a great experience. Theaters will never be defunct and outdated oh, yeah. just because of stuff like that. I know. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know. I just—it's it, kind of incomprehensible. Just like <laughs> how much I enjoyed this movie. It had like the same. I had never been as excited to see a Marvel movie since like Endgame mm -hmm. when Spider-Man: No Way Home came out. I was like literally like in class. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. almost here. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, so good. And it totally lived up. I was so worried that it was going to be bad, because mm -hmm. I was like, there's so much hype, no way it can live up. And it was so good. Can I give my biggest criticism with the film? What is You it? guys are going to think this is funny. My biggest problem is the first time we watched this, I had, like, I'd been gassy that whole day, <laughs> and, like, I was, like, holding it in this whole film, and, like, I got to the point where I'm like, all right, either my appendix just burst, or I'm, like, I'm holding in a mass amount of gas. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, it felt a lot better once the movie was over, and I went to the bathroom, and I let it out, but, yeah. like, I just, the whole movie, I was like, there is a searing pain in my stomach. Oh, you definitely didn't have to do that. <laughs> I wasn't gonna fart in the movie, and I I am avidly against leaving a movie to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah, like, for sure. The only time I've ever done that is the first Hunger Games, and that's because I was diabetic at the time and didn't know it, mm. and like my blood sugar was like through the roof, and I just needed to pee. Uh oh. That and I wasn't that too fond of the movie, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think there is a lot of fan service stuff and No Way Home, but I think it also fixes my previous problem where, you know. And unfortunately, it has a lot of plot holes in the sense it's like, oh, yeah. you know, this it spell does. went wrong, and so it's like these specific people have come over to this universe rather than, like, anyone else that, you know, falls under its parameters of the spell mm -hmm. they've made. And the spell was ill-conceived from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, another big problem, the line, Scooby-Doo this shit, and I know we don't curse on this podcast, but I'm just paraphrasing a movie phrase, like, I'm still questioning, what does he mean by Scooby-Doo this shit? What is when like you know oh, yeah. Doctor Strange is like Scooby Doo this and it's like what is are we supposed to unmask someone and reveal it was old man Jenkins that tried to shut down his own amusement park <laughs> so st stupid line there but I think it does fix my previous problem where it's like you finally have a Spider-Man who's like hey I've screwed up this whole thing is my fault here Doctor Strange make everyone forget that I Peter Parker am Spider Man. Take, a, take away, you know, everything I love and desire just so I can fix my mistakes. And it puts him in that space where now he's like... This 
Oh, sorry. We'll go on. I was going to say, this movie, like, fixes a, a problem that I have had with, like, the previous Sp- Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, was that I really enjoy them, but they don't really have, like, any noticeable effects on the overall story. Hmm. Like, you could mm-hmm. literally take Spider-Man Homecoming... You could literally skip Spider-Man Homecoming and not really miss anything. Here's the thing. You can I'm definitely apart from the and apart from the post-credit scene, you can honestly also skip Far From Home and not miss anything. I'm going to say this in that I feel like that's not really a good parameter to judge the movies on cuz like in a sense I'm kind of mad at this point where we are in the MCU where it's like you have to see other stuff. I think it's sad where it's like you can no longer have like here's this discernible package of a movie that fits in this larger scheme of the whole that kind of takes elements of other things and puts them in there, but like on its own, it's still its own thing. Whereas, well, you're in luck because the Marvel powers that be seem to think so too, and they they've started making a lot of independent movies. I don't, you know don't have that. to see. I mean, Eternals. Um, they still well, okay. Uh, Shang Chi. Shang-Chi. 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 Um, some of the shows, like Moon Knight, a lot of them don't really address stuff from previous movies. And yeah. and potentially, this Spider-Man sets up sort of a soft reboot of him. So, there's there's room, I think. I think they're trying to make room for people to jump on, is all what right. I'm saying. We'll see. So, Trent, all this being said, where do you place Spider-Man mm. No Way Home? I'd honestly put it above Endgame. Maybe even above Ragnarok. Whoa. No complaints here. Although I will say, I saw the movie after watching all of the previous Spider-Man movies with um, you and Kenny. And so I don't know how well it would have held up if I hadn't seen all those. But having seen those... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, it's the culmination of all live-action Spider-Man movies. I will put it right here. There we go. It is now officially below Ragnarok and above Endgame. And now to the most recent, and I'm going to probably put a little, I'm going to speak a little time code here if you don't want to hear about Multiverse of Madness or any spoilers, because it's still fairly new, which we all oh, saw I together. I you asking me. I was like, I oh, saw yeah, it. No, I'm, I'm talking to the audience. This I mean, is, I, we're, I, Trent, I added not that. Trent. No, we're recording this podcast. This is going to I added that. Audience. I added that warning at the beginning saying full spoilers for every movie. So well, here's they, the thing. If they I'm, are I'm spoiled, sp- then it's their own fault. I'm specifically putting a time code for this one because it is still in theaters. Well, by the time like, this comes out, we might have had two <laughs> more movies released. So. In the year it takes me to finally upload this episode. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yes, uh, but we yeah, will I'll, talk about the movie. I will so verbally put out. a time code here. An hour and 48 minutes. If you do not want spoilers for the movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, skip to an hour and 48 minutes. Okay, if you don't want to hear about Multiverse Madness, go to that mm-hmm. time code. We sound so official now. Oh, yeah. All right, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I actually saw it again this weekend with William and, Ash- William and Cassidy, Ashley, some friends of ours, and I have different opinions now, but Interesting. you guys speak. Um... I am fully aware that I am a lightweight when it comes to like anything uh, like that's even kind of like spiritual in a movie, but this movie was definitely the darkest Marvel movie, and all of the I kind of hate what it what it did to um, 
Scarlet Witch because it was a very triumphant ending at the end of um, of WandaVision. And then they're like, thoughts on that? They're like, no, this is the first step into her her fall into like at least the most spiritually evil character in the entire show. I mean, she had like a temple full of demons that were like helping her mm. take out, possess other characters in other universes. And it was, and it was like, really, how do you not see that stealing your, your alternate kids from someone else is not okay? <laughs> She's like, what I'm doing is so reasonable. It's like, there, nobody would think that that's reasonable. I mean, I feel like the counter argument to that is like, she has this book that like, has a That's whole true, she has gotten corrupted. The dark, the dark Hold was literally the name of the book. Oh yeah, very on the nose. Uh, um, I'm sorry, can I say one more thing? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I'm going to. Um, this, <laughs> this movie also promised a lot of like, multiversal hijinks. And it's like, we visited all of about two universes. Granted, there was a there was a scene where they went through like five in the span of a few seconds, but like we only spent time in like two universes, uh, three universes, and I feel like it was kind of a missed opportunity. Here's the thing: I'm gonna say that's just a misconception on our own like preconceived notion, because like, you know, we've obviously been dipping our toes into like multiversal stuff with Loki and No yeah. Way Home, and I think it was never told to us like this would be like a multiverse romping movie. The only problem is they titled it. Multiverse of Madness, yeah. which I think I forget who I've talked with this about, but like I think the implication being that like the madness, like the idea of a multiverse would give someone like, oh, there's all these universes, and I could have one where I'm happy, mm-hmm. and so that just that madness that yeah. I guess would be given from that concept. I'm stretching it here, <laughs> but Trent, I think this is one of the better Marvel movies. Oh wow, I really enjoyed it. Um. Some problems I do have with it is, like, same as you, is, like, I wish it kind of embraced the more, like, multiverse aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think they should have, like, gone into that more and developed that more, but, yeah, they only go to, like, two or three universes. And, yeah, some, like, some minor complaints that I have that, like, I, I can't really remember right now, but I know I had some minor problems with it. But I honestly love what this movie did with Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Because one of the biggest problems I had with WandaVision was that they kind of just let her off the hook at the end for what she did to all those people. Yeah. And I see this movie as being like, no, we need to embrace the fact that she's, like, gone crazy Mm -hmm. and is, like... Kind of a bad guy. Is, like, hurting people for, like, selfish reasons. She's definitely not dead, right? Oh, she's. There's no way she's dead. Yeah. There, she's definitely coming back. Yeah, we didn't even see a, until I know, until people, I see someone take their last breath. They're still alive. Mm-hmm. And even then, like this is Marvel. Hmm. We can. They can come back. Some people may see this as a good thing, but this movie also made Doctor Strange a much more morally gray character. Like he, I don't love it when it's like the hero uses the problem of the villain to defeat the villain. Like it's not even like turning the villain's problem against themselves. They're like. Wanda, you can't use the Darkhold to uh, dream... What's it called? Dreamwalking? Dreamwalk. Dreamwalk and, like, do all these things. And then Doctor Strange proceeds to use the Darkhold I mean, she calls him out for it, but also, like, we kind of see at the end, like, he has, like, a third eye. I don't know what that implies, but, like, it can't be comfortable. I, like... And I... Another thing I like about this movie is, like, it really... I wish it did this more. Mm-hmm. I, it embraces like some Sam Raiminess, 
In which, like, so yeah, I think there are the, scenes where, like, like the scene where Doctor Strange dreamwalks into his own corpse. Like, how many movies? Dang. How many movies can you think of where a guy from another universe possesses his own corpse? Hmm. Like, how many movies can you think of where, like, that happens? Yeah, I can think right. of one. And it's Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> uh, I just want to give my thoughts here. The first time I saw with you guys, I was like very meh because. I don't know if you guys know this, but I love the first Doctor Strange movie. It's it's a really? little, it's not known. Not a lot of people know this, but like I think that is the best Marvel movie, and it should be at the top of some lists. But the definitive list says otherwise. So who am I to say? I honestly think but this one's better than the first one. I disagree. But let me get to that. Because like I'm not. I was expecting you know to get in this like all right cool we're gonna get a continuation of that build up because like like I said I love the idea of like you know Mordo the guy who you know introduce Doctor Strange to the whole sorcery stuff. Like, I wanted to see that clash. You know, I love mm-hmm. seeing, you know, friends having to come up with, you know, this, you know, in a battle of sorts. And it just didn't feel like it really did, it didn't do anything with that at all. And I had, you know, I just had a problem with, like, it felt like there's this whole scene with the Illuminati, which is, like, just a cast of, you know, cameo characters you know, you have Mr. Fantastic played by Jim from The Office. You have Black Bolt <laughs> from a terrible TV show. You've got a Captain America played by a different character from the movie Captain Marvel. Yeah. Did I say Captain America? So, oh, well, Captain like, Marvel. Captain Carter. Well, you had Captain Carter and Captain Marvel because yeah. she was played by, you know, Captain Marvel's best friend. As if, like, mm-hmm. she yeah. was the one that got the powers in that universe. And then we got Professor X. And you got Professor X. And it just feels like I kind of, the first time I was taken out of the movie because it's like... You know, that's what everyone's going to be talking about is, like, this one scene rather than the rest of the movie. And I wasn't a big fan of the horror vibes the first time. But watching a second time, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with, like... And talking about, you know, bringing different movie genres into the MCU. Like, this is straight up a light horror movie. Yeah. Like, it has, like, horror elements and, like, the little, you know, like, musical cues. Speaking of which, <laughs> love the music battle. That is, hands down, my favorite bit in the movie. Uh, where... Doctor Strange hits it like a piano because he's like pushed aside from evil Doctor Strange, to which he then summons all the musical notes from a like sheet of music paper and like throws them at the other Doctor Strange, to which they keep throwing music notes at each other, and like in this battle, like it's like they're at a stalemate almost, to which Doctor Good Doctor Strange lightly hits a harp, sending one note <laughs> into this cacophony of musical notes, it blows up, kills other Doctor Strange. And I absolutely loved it. As, so there's just so much like corny stuff in the movie, but I love how it embraces it. And I think, again, I was mad it didn't like fall off on the first Doctor Strange. But watching it again, like the first Doctor Strange is, you know, about Doctor Strange going from a person who is so self-centered to someone who, you know, becomes a hero and like literally sacrifices himself hundreds of times just to save the world. Whereas this one, it kind of develops him further and going from a character who always has to be the one saving the world like they kind of bring up the stuff in Infinity War where he gave the time stone to Thanos and like made the call that you know determined the next five years for everyone like he single handedly decided that and like they bring that up several times how he always has to be the one that does stuff but like at the end he finally is like hey I'm not going to sue your powers America you do this I'm giving I'm letting I'm telling you you be the hero and like him growing from someone who is always a hero to someone who like realizes he needs help and mm-hmm. so again going back to character driven stuff it's like his character moving forward 
and you know just that and I thoroughly enjoyed it I'd say you know you know me I'm gonna put it right below original Doctor Strange mm, I'm trying to think if I want to commit to that because I've decided it's not above Doctor Strange but I'll put it you know what between Civil War and Far From Home I'm fine with that well, I would have put it at the very bottom, but I know that really? that's not happening. Below Thor so, the Dark World. Yeah, I would definitely... Really? Mm, maybe Here. above Thor the Dark World. To I give, feel bad for Thor the Dark World, but it's gi- just not good. I'll meet you slightly halfway and not way at all, and I'll put it below Far From Home. Well, we don't have to... I mean... Okay, then I won't. We've got two people agreeing on the other location, so... It's okay. Fun. And so, that at an hour and 47 minutes. What is our, our which is, last episode? Which what is, is our final... I'm putting the time code at one hour and 47... Or 48 minutes is where you will come to if you had didn't want to hear anything about Doctor Strange. I'm going to nice. fix that in post. Yeah, because we but, don't want to spoil that Doctor Strange dies. No, just kidding. So what is our final tier list? All right, the final list, and I kind of debated if we want to like go through this and move stuff around, but I think we don't really have time for that. And also, we've kind of been doing that along the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, once something's in place, we haven't moved it from its place. We've oh, only right, put stuff right. in. We gotta commit. Here's the thing. Gotta commit. If man. we really feel like it, we can do an after credit scene where we move around again. Mm-hmm. But as of now, the final verdict. I'm moving the microphone so I can actually see it all. So at the bottom, in place, what, 50 of all the movies, is Thor the Dark World. I'm kidding, it's not 50. Okay, Noah's counting. 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. 28 freaking movies. That is going to be embarrassing insane. if that's wrong. A lot. Man, I really hope it's wrong. <laughs> all right, so at the bottom, number 28 is Thor the Dark World. Then we have Eternals, Black Widow, which should be lower, Incredible Hulk, Captain America. No, that's nope, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. I'm sorry. I need my glasses. I have them right here. Captain Marvel, Thor, Iron Man 2, Electric Boogaloo, Captain America, The First Avenger, Avengers Age of Ultron, again, parentheses, probably should have been higher, Iron Man 3, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Black Panther, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Ring, Spider-Man Far From Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Captain America Civil War. I lost my place. Doctor Strange, which should be at the top. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. The paper is kind of crinkled so I couldn't yeah, read it correct. all. Iron Man, the first Iron Man. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The Avengers. Avengers Infinity War. Avengers Endgame. Spider-Man No Way Home. Thor Ragnarok, and at the top is Doctor Strange. Just kidding, is Captain America Winter Soldier. Which I think is funny, we talked about it, and then we never mentioned again the rest of the ranking. Which I can That's pretty true. It's definitive. I mean, it's so good. It's hard to beat. Those top three are close, though. Thor Ragnarok, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Captain America Winter Soldier are just so good. I can't freaking believe we've made this a two-parter, and the second part is still just under two hours. How long was the first part? Like an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we spent our whole day dedicated. doing this. That's right. Dedicated Thank to you. our Thank you. This was our day off, and this is how we spent it. Yep, that's Thank right. you, Memorial Day. Thank you, Memorial Day. <laughs> All right, any last cutting words? Um, the Marvel Universe has been really entertaining so far. I'm curious to see where it goes, if they start to tie things together and create another 
big story, sort of like the Infinity Saga, or if it's just going to be these one-offs? Only time will tell. I think it's probably going to one-off for a little bit until I can think of something to build it up again. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just always have some threat looming. Uh, Trent, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this absolutely abysmal show. It's been a pleasure to be here. Uh, Thank you, Trenathan. Trenathan. Yes. We look forward to having you again because we've talked about. Uh, you told us a story one time. Yes, a very oh yeah heartwarming story. And we're still locked in the legal gridlock of red friendship tape. and <laughs> determination and adventure. Oh man! But we hope to get that on recording at some point to put on the podcast. So we'll have to find the time to do that. But again, any last remarks before I press end record and then accidentally delete the whole thing? Just please don't do that. Noted. Trent? Goodbye. 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 Oh, I pressed the wrong button.